Hey, everybody. Welcome to Better. I'm Julie Duffy, and we have a doctor in the house, and I think we're going to need one. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. John Duffy. Hi, everybody. Um, yeah, I think I might be one of the right kinds of doctors for the situation we find ourselves in these days. Yes, this corona moment is, uh, and I mean virus, <laughs> is the perfect storm for definitely anxiety <laughs> um, and confusion. And so I think we're going to break down a little bit later. We'll break down some tips from the doc. Yeah. Yeah. About, we, have, we have some thoughts about how to manage some of the anxiety, that low grade or high grade or panic level anxiety that all of us are suffering a little bit because it's been super freaking weird. Yeah. So I, I think we all feel like the world has changed dramatically in the last few days. Um, I think we all feel, even though we're not literally under quarantine, like we all kind of are. We went out today at a doctor's appointment, and then we went to lunch, and it kind of feels, uh, it feels sort of brave. <laughs> To be out, right? But good. Um, there wasn't a lot of people around, so it wasn't super scary. There wasn't a lot of people at the doctor's office, which I was really relieved. It wasn't like a crowded waiting room. And I probably put hand sanitizer on my hands about 12 times just in the moment at the reception desk where I was signing in. <laughs> Julie was moving. So there were three stations that I counted that had Purell. Um, there was one that was kind of stationary and fixed, and then two uh, bottles on the counter where the nurse's station was. And you hit them all at least twice, but I th it like almost like pinball. You were like well, moving I know, I between would, them. I would hand her something, and then I would wash my hands or, you know, put the stuff in my hands, and then, you know, she'd hand it back, and <laughs> I'd do it again. And then I forgot I had to sign the thing. I'm like, oh, I'm touch the pen. So I'm not this person, but I'm just trying to be – since I'm out, just trying to be careful. I think we're all this person, mm -hmm. but but if you, when you stop and think about it for a moment, and you think about how we know this thing is transmitted, um, you know, uh, <laughs> a lot of us are moving from one Purell station to the next, and you know, the virus isn't between them. <laughs> you know, we're we're over maybe washing and sanitizing. And I think that's gonna that's okay though. For now, and maybe we will. I think mitigate, is that the right word? A lot of other viruses and colds and things and flus because we're going to be so clean and we're not going to be touching our faces and we're not going to be touching other people. <laughs> what, a, what a great turn, right? So maybe um, we are preventing a far more deadly virus by washing our hands all the time and the coronavirus is simply our little cautionary tale and we'll never even hear of or come up with a name with the virus that we have actually put at bay. Yeah, no, I, I think I think we're all going to do, we're going to, we got this, we got this. Um, it's super disorienting for things to get canceled and not to know what the next few weeks are going to look like. And I want to know, but nobody knows, how long is this part going to last like do you know is it that once we get past x then we can start business as usual once we get past you know what date are we going to talk about you know like baseball coming back 
Right. And when are we going to stop putting our hands down and not touching anybody and, you know, hugs, keeping hugs. distance? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we got, before all this went down, we got a little Vegas trip in last weekend with George and Lauren. Uh, wouldn't have gone this week. No way. Uh, so it, we feel like we got it in under, just absolutely under the wire. Well, and for me, the wire happened Wednesday, but I think you might take issue with that um, because when I started my day on Wednesday, things seemed weird, but not that weird. When I ended my day on Wednesday, Tom Hanks had coronavirus. Oh, I, I, I don't take issue with that. <laughs> okay, I, I'm saying we wouldn't. We would have canceled for sure the trip this weekend. Oh, for sure. Uh, so, last weekend, all we uh, we definitely wiped everything down on the plane, um, both on the way there and on the way back. But we really did not do much of that as we moved around Vegas, which was full of people. As we yeah, think sat- about that. This is we're talking about Las Vegas. I mean, that is a really great place for a virus to hang out. I think, like the Strip. Yeah, and as we sat in um, the baseball stadium, we went to see the Cubs and the Reds. They, they had a exhibition games there, which is where we went. So fun. Yeah, so so one cool thing, I mean, I'm, we're we're so bummed because spring baseball is over now. They called it because for obvious reasons, smart reasons, and the beginning of the major league baseball season, just like March Madness and every other sport and everything else, where there's going to be more than 250 people involved, um, is canceled for now or postponed for now. So baseball isn't going to happen for. Mm, at least six weeks beyond where we thought it was going to be. Um, so for those of you concerned about whether baseball still looks the same and feels the same, we saw the Cubs play. They played the Cincinnati Reds. It it was awesome. We it had was, peanuts. We actually went to a baseball game. We had hot dogs. In the year where there's, you know, maybe very little base, where there's going to be a full 162-game season. There will be. Everything will be back to normal soon. It will. In the meantime, do not touch anything. That's. I'm a doctor. So, yeah, no, but we were out today, and, um, yeah, we went to a diner. We went to a doctor. We went to a bookstore. Oh, my gosh. Tell the bookstore story. Okay. So this was amazing. We walk into Anderson's Books in LaGrange looking for Untamed by Glennon Doyle, and I was kind of thinking, well, you were like, they probably don't have it. They probably don't have it. So uh, we see one copy at the counter and this girl's holding it. And I'm thinking maybe it's on hold for somebody else. And she's waiting to talk to another girl who works there who's on the phone. So the girl gets off the phone and she's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, there's a story. And we're like, oh, a story. And so I'm literally like, is Glennon here? <laughs> but the story was that someone had come in and someone had sent her a copy in the mail. So she came into the store to pay for a copy for the next person that walked in the door to get it. So we got it. And so it, there's a little note. I'll read it. Pay it forward. Andrea bought a copy of this book for us to give away because she received a copy in the mail. Keep it going and pay it forward. Do something kind and unexpected. So Andrea came in, bought this book, and so the next person Because she already had it, right? Yeah, so um, that was so fun, right? I mean, so 
there's like a kind of great inspiring thought as we're all super anxious and super bummed and things are getting canceled and a lot of things are getting canceled and a lot of people's wait wait but before we move on to that just so people know we then bought a book and left. Oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna get we, there. Yeah. Well, okay. I was. I, I just well, wanted to make yeah. sure we didn't seem like jerks who just like no, let we, it pay forward and then stop the payment. Right. So we uh, we bought another copy for the next person and left a little note and just said, "Do something like that. You know, do something nice for somebody." Yeah. It was. It, it, it was such a bright spot in our day, like just right joy and Joyful, excitement. Joyful, unexpected. Um, and somehow, you know, this feels like the kind of book this would happen around. You know what I mean? Like, um, I don't know if you don't know who Glennon Doyle is, follow her on Instagram and Twitter and go back and look for videos of her and Abby Wambach, like, and their family. And you will be happy. You will be happier. You will smile. Yes. Or, um, uh, parenting the new teen in the age of anxiety. Definitely check out parenting Definitely the new that. teen in the age of anxiety. I've good. heard that's an amazing yes. book and um. Um, really, <laughs> really crucial in these important and crucial days. But anyway, and when it's a signed copy too. Yeah. Wow. I know, right? So that was cool. Um, so yeah, we we're out. Uh, uh, we're out bravely tiptoeing around LaGrange. And we thought and we would storm the podcast our hands. studio. And yeah, and we thought, yeah. so And share some goodwill amidst, like, probably what is going to be, over time, I think, boring for a lot of people. Because um, in most listening range, um, either you are home from work. Um, and doing work at home and using your iPad to get it done and, and, and FaceTime, or your kids are home from school because everyone's being very, very precautionary, or everybody's home, and um, you probably need a podcast to listen to. So um, we're going to try to make this fun a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so <laughs> what cute, that fun. Now I'm not, now, now we're under pressure. Um, yes. So do that dance they loved you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you were on. I'm not, I'm drinking Diet Coke. It's making me burp. Sorry. Oh yeah, um, the, the Diet Coke and and uh, podcasting. It's a bad. Combo. It, it's a rough combo. But you were on Chicago Today, and you gave some tips about how to deal with this. Uh, what psychologically with this crisis? Yeah. What were they, John? I haven't seen it. Oh, thanks for watching, Julie. <laughs> Seriously, that's so sweet of you. Um, okay, so here's the, the idea is, um, well, there's a couple things. The first thing you have to do for yourself, for your kids, is to accept the idea that this is anxiety-provoking. So um, I want to tell a brief story here before we really get into this. Yeah. Um, so I, I probably said here many times, I've been doing what I do for 20 plus years, um, 25, I think, to be exact. Um, so if you do the math, I was about six years into this job on 9-11. And um, on 9-11, I went to work and I thought, this is an important day um, and this is an important week. I'm going to go to work. You agreed and so I didn't cancel any sessions, and you had George, and you guys were good, and you guys were safe. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go and see what people need out there. 
And even on 9-11, 9-12, 9-13, I remember these days well. I remember who came in. Um, people didn't want to talk about it. Uh, and You I, mean people didn't feel the need to talk about it, people right? People did not feel the need to talk about it. People, it was almost like my, my practices, business as usual in a weird way. Everybody came in. Nobody canceled. And I think about this a lot. Like, why did people not come in really, really distraught, you know, like uh, and right. anxious about it? Um, and part of it is that we're in a different information age now. Like I talk about the age of anxiety in the book, right? And, you know, um, there was certainly a lot on TV about that, but a couple of years before that, there was a lot on TV about Columbine and around, uh, and a year before that, there was a lot on TV about David Koresh and, you know, like, you know, um, burning down a place down in Waco. So this felt like another day where something bad happened, but it didn't have, right away, it didn't have this kind of, for, for some people, it didn't have the kind of like painful urgency in part because we weren't flooded with it. We weren't carrying it around with us. We weren't flooded with it. Unless we, we chose We flooded with the information, but also do you think it's because even though it was a t- an attack on, the, it was so devastating and it was an attack on our country, it was... In New York, if my if my practice were in Lower Manhattan, yeah. it would have been a completely different story, right? And First we did wouldn't been there for a few minutes, like we were waiting for something to hit here. Um, and I remember I felt that way for days. But maybe the difference is we know. Oh, I could touch something right now here in Lagrange and and catch. This virus, it's right. it's it's amongst us. Our our things are getting canceled. Our events are getting canceled. Um, kids are coming back from college. Kids are coming back from study abroad. Like it's in all of our laps. And we don't really know what we're looking at. In fairness, right? So we see these charts and graphs. We hear about what's going on in Italy, what happened in 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 China, and what's still happening across the globe. And I think we're all kind of like we have no agency over this, other than like washing our hands. And listening to the World Health Organization, but you know, in, in in the end, we're all kind of like nervously looking at the screen we're carrying around with us, mm-hmm. you know, waiting for the next update. Like, what is it now? You know, what's going on now? And um, and I will tell you, like, in all the years I've been doing this, I've never had a week like this week where people came into my office and were upset, crying grief stricken by something um, that had not, you know, they don't have the virus, you know what I mean? But they're just, their thing is canceled. Um, they're worried about their parents their or their grandparents. I mean, you know, um, so it, it's been a an unusual week in that I've never seen so many people feeling the same way about something that was so kind of amorphous and, and a little bit remote um, for a lot of us and yet scary. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so that's why I wanted to take a step back because I know that people are unglued about this. And I will admit this. Two weeks ago, I was like, I kind of felt bird fluish about this. I was like, kind of like. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay. That this will be the this will be the thing for this year, right? We'll look back on this and we'll say this was, oh, there was a stock market blip and a few people died and that's it. You know what I mean? And um, 
this clearly is something different, right? We're looking at something different than we've ever really seen in our lifetimes as far as this kind of, of a viral thing goes, literally. And I'm still not, no one still understands what it means and what it's going to mean to each of us individually, what it's going to mean to us collectively, what it's going to mean to us next week. That's the weird thing. Like it feels like limbo. So for those of us in my profession, what I'm finding is um, people need to have their anxieties validated. Like they need to be able to air them out. And a lot of people are saying, like, I'm crazy. I'm walking around with hand sanitizer. And, you know, and to, to have that reflected back to them, like, no, you're not crazy. You're doing what you're told to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and your anxiety is completely warranted. We're all anxious about this. You know what I mean? So it's okay to be scared. That's it. So, so to validate and not try to talk, especially your kids, out of their fears, because if you do... Listen, man, now kids are smart and savvy. They're holding the fear in their hands. They can look at it. They can look at every notification says coronavirus on it. Boom, 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 one after the other. If you tell them this is no big deal, would you believe you? You know, like I wouldn't. So a lot of validation. Um, And then you have to establish a temporary new normal. Okay, so yeah, what does that look like? Yeah, so that, that looks like taking crisis out of the equation. Because if we're being honest, in all likelihood, if we jump ahead three weeks in our minds, a lot of us could potentially be at home and kind of bored waiting for the all clear. You know what I mean? Like this, to my thinking, this is a likelihood. You know what I mean? Like, you know, um, this virus, if you track the, um, literally the graphing course of it country by country, There's a little bit of a bell curve, right? So it starts off slow, then there's this peak, and then it seems to come down. What the timing of that looks like in a country as broad as the United States, that might be 20 different peaks, one for each city. I don't know. You know, people are talking about (laughs) – that sounds like the president a little bit. Yeah. People are saying that, you know, the virus is not my fault. (laughs) Um, People are saying – but I've I've read in legitimate news sources that – where the peak in some countries as tight as Italy uh, geographically, um, that's going to be one peak and then down. Um, In a uh, geographically diverse, broad country like the United States, where you have population centers, we're more likely to have a series of peaks. You know, we're going to have a New York York peak and a a San Francisco peak and probably no Montana peak. You know what I mean? (laughs) Even though... No, I've thought about just getting in the car and going up into the mountains for a right. month. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, I get it. Um, and the mountains are probably Montana, safe. That, that'll work. Top of the peak. <laughs> um, so so um, the, the new normal is taking crisis out of the vernacular. And you know I loathe the idea of crisis. When people call me and they tell me they're in crisis, I ask them to scroll way back and reframe that word because... You know, like your kid having weed in the car, your kid getting a D on a test, um, your marriage falling apart. There, These are situations that are important and, and vital, but a crisis is 9-11 or, you know what I mean, like something that's happening imminent right now, you know? Well, and he just declared, and by he, <laughs> I mean Donald Trump, just declared 
a national state of emergency, right? Well, we were at the uh, milk stop having lunch. Yes. I had a lovely charred uh, Caesar salad. It was amazing. with Grilled shrimp. Um, he announced a national state of emergency, which I haven't heard that press conference. I don't know exactly what that means. I think it means we have quicker access to funds. And healthcare. And uh, different protocols, uh, protocols yeah. and hospitals. Effectively, yeah. that that that's a lot of it. Protocols and hospitals, EMT response, stuff like that. Um, more people are on notice uh, in the just in case. And I'd like to see. I know Denver has a drive-through testing station. I'd like to see that because one thing that I know causes a lot of anxiety, or one question I have is, if I don't feel well, how do I do? How do I get tested? And for a while, we were hearing, oh well, there aren't any tests, so. You're like, well, what the hell are you supposed to do with that? Right. But is that changing? That's changing in that, um, yes. So um, uh, tests are, some people are developing tests independent of the government. Oh, so yeah. Universities are, develop, are developing tests that, um, and this I, apparently is not a very tricky thing to test for. The test is actually quite chemically, apparently quite simple. So well, how, how, Then how are we not sharing that? Um. School to school, like university to university, uh, they are. Whoever they figured it out with everybody. No, somebody's posted research online about it, you know, okay. from Stanford. Um, but this is, all politics aside for a second, this is something that our national government probably could have put together, including declaring a state of emergency before Tom Hanks got it. <laughs> but anyway, that's that might sound like a bit of a political statement, but I think we're we're a little slow in reacting, and so some people may become infected, and we could have prevented some of that. For sure. We are where we are. Um, and so we take crisis out of it, and we we um, instill routines, new routines. So, you know, whereas um, sometimes in the summer, uh, by August, families will come to me and they'll be like, oh, my God, like, we're all sleeping till noon. You know what I mean? Like, how are we ever going to go back to normal, like, for the school year? And my bias is don't let normal slip too far away. You know what I mean? Like, let your kids sleep an hour later, but not all day. Um, if you have rules about screen time, keep the rules. Um, have your kids do their homework at a, a, and their schoolwork, which they're going to get, at a set period of time. Do your work at a set period of time. Exercise if you're healthy. Take care of yourself and establish normal. You know what I mean? Don't don't um, don't let every day be a fresh crisis. You won't survive that well. And your bonus, if you keep crisis out of it, you you decrease the flow of cortisol yeah. through your system, and your immune system is stronger. Right. So if you want to make yourself a little more potent via the virus, relative to the virus. Stay healthy. Stay healthy, right? And keep your routines, and and don't think crisis. Think this is a situation, and we're just going to deal with the situation as a family. Those are those are the core of my tips, and keep your sense of humor. You know what I mean? Like there's there's an element of the ridiculous in this too, and um, and this just picture five years from now, and how this might be a time that you remember. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like so. You know, create a couple memories, create some together family time, some apart family time, but some together time because this might be something you remember with some degree of humor. Right. You know? I wonder, 
you know, are are they saying? I mean, I know it's, it's literally changing by the hour, but like, I'm wondering, do we go downtown and go out for dinner? Like, do you? Can, well, we went to restaurants today. Um, do you? <laughs> but I mean, it feels controlled because we're in Lagrange, and there were like four other people in there, and you could right. literally keep track of who touched what and wipe it off. You know, kind so of, kind of, yeah. I mean, you don't know who's in the kitchen. You don't know. You know, like. We think we're controlling variables. We're really not. Controlling. Well, that that's right. I mean, you can just that's the thing. You can just as easily catch it. Um, you don't know where. You don't know where. Right. So, um, are they saying still go out, still go downtown? You know, still go to restaurants. I mean, so the number was groups less than two hundred and fifty, which is seems super rando. It, seems like it would depend on the size of the room. There's there that is actually based on some. Um, algorithm from other viral seasons, <laughs> which we seem to get them during election years. But honestly, my you know, like if you go back to bird flu and other swine flu, these things seem to show up in election years. Seriously, which, yeah, what? Yeah, I know it's a little creepy, right? But um, yeah, I mean, this is kind of it, there's almost a four year gap between these things. Oddly enough, oh no, I'm sure there's Listen, nothing it's to it. My mind. And that Oswald killed Kennedy, and that's it. Oh my God. <laughs> um, in any event, what do they say is the origin of this? They can only say geographically what they believe the origin was. So I've heard everything from um, a person swimming in a canal. To a bat. So. Oh, I heard my brother said someone bit the head off a bat. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah. And I heard I heard something on the radio. This is what. Way I, to go, Ozzy. About oh yeah, about it being uh, a type of virus that there they had in a lab where they would be keeping things for what do they call it germ warfare? Right. Right. No, there's like, you know, you've heard everything from like the Russians and the Chinese have created this in a lab in order to like disrupt our election cycle. Yeah, I haven't heard of any cases in Russia. Have you? Uh, No, every single Russian is free of the coronavirus. Oh my gosh, here we're supposed to be. (laughs) This is fun. This is this is the fun part. We're supposed to be uh, making everyone feel better. (sighs) Anywho, I, I think I think there are some cases in Russia. Um, no, so, I know. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know where the cases are and are not, but, um, it, yeah. So what? So you, you're asking like, you know, what are we supposed to do, you know, in terms of going out? Yeah. The, the guideline right now is, and you can feel like if something's not canceled or postponed, then, then it's okay to do it, you know, provided you are healthy. I mean, part of it is this gut check. Like, you know, if you have a cold, um, stay home. You know what I mean? Like that, that's been pretty clear. I'm not that kind of doctor, but I read and that, that seems pretty clear. If you're, if you're compromised in any way, you want to stay home for the sake of others and for your own sake. Right. So, but if you're well, um, and, um, and you have friends who own RPM seafood in Chicago, for example, well, then you want to go out and, uh, Um, you want to go out for for dinner probably sometime. A hundred percent. Yeah. Right. Uh, no, people are still in shops and in restaurants working and in the doctor's office. And yeah, I mean, in the bookstore. 
do you, smiling. Do you have a feeling that, you know, as the weeks go on, let's say the numbers increase, which inevitably every chart I've seen would suggest that's going to happen. Um, do you picture that everything's going to shut down? I mean, I don't picture that. I don't want to picture that, but... Everything's shut down in Italy, like in most every city and every town, everything but the occasional grocery store, pharmacy, and medical center. Do you picture that? Um, no, I don't. I mean, I don't picture that we're going to get to that kind of crisis. Um, not that I think the government has responded really well, but I feel like people are responding well. Um, you know what I mean? I really do. I, pe- I feel like people are paying attention, sanitizing their hands. I've noticed like um, people who come into my office, they're doing, they're, their elbows are up to, to greet me. You know what I mean? Like uh, almost to a person, right. right? Or feet. Yeah. Yeah. With, with a quick like boot kick, you know? So Hoda and Jenna were saying, um, and they were trying to just make it like, just, you know, kind of give some information to keep it light. Don't be stressed out. That's what we're trying to do. No, I know. It's becoming so heavy. No, I know, no. But they said, no, but even they, so they said, yeah, you know, they're just saying like, you know, if you come in, you know, just take off your coat and take off your clothes and just throw them in the wash. No big deal. I'm like, what? Our coats, like, really? Like, we're carrying this stuff around. I I never thought about my shoes, the bottoms of our shoes and our coats. My shoes are too precious to carry a virus. I'm going to say that Oh, yeah, you're not wearing your shoes around. John never takes his shoes off. I love my shoes. Um, Even when you're sitting on the couch. Can, Can I talk about another element of this? Yeah. Um, maybe this lightens things up a well, little I bit. Well, I touch my mouth, which I'm not supposed to be. Is I do find that I have never in my life thought about touching my face, and now it's kind of like an obsession of mine. Well, I mean, I think we don't know what we do until we are told not to do it. Maybe I am a face toucher. Okay. You're doing it again. Um, here is a phrase that um, I was talking with a, with a client of mine about, um, and, um, and we both had this very visceral reaction to it. Um, is it social distancing? Oh yeah. Um, so I, what they're suggesting is, and part of the reason that everything, you know, um, fewer than, or more than 250 people is being canceled is because you can't maintain enough social distance between people. So in other words, if, uh, if the NCAA basketball tournament were taking place, you are, you literally might have zero social distance. In other words, your arm might be touching the arm of the person next to you on the armrest. Right. You know like I mean? a plane. No, no social distance. What I don't, what we did viscerally, that feels isolating to me. That idea of social distance, I, I like the, and but that's the the official phrase right. that people are using over and over again, and that feels isolating and it feels disconnecting to me in a really really unhealthy way. So, the proposal would be to change it to something along the lines of physical distancing, right? You know, like yeah, keep, keep like your physical distance, but but social distance, man. We have all sorts of ways to maintain connection, right? So those of you who aren't going to school can Skype or FaceTime into classes, uh, undoubtedly. Those of us who are not making it into work can do the same. We have ways, you know, we can talk negatively about technology all we want, but this is, if there's a good time in history for something like coronavirus to come along, 
now we can keep in touch with each other a lot. You know what I mean? We can talk to each other a lot. And, um, and Julie and I are, we're maintaining an appropriate distance, right? Across this table, we're yeah. four feet apart and yet we're making eye contact right, and we're, right, right. we're connecting. Right. And so, um, there's something about that phrase and the suggestion under underlying it that bugs the shit out of me. Yeah, no, I like. Can the, we say that on a podcast? Yeah, I like the idea of changing it to physical distancing. I, that's a good point. Yeah, because social distancing feels yeah just isolating, and and we and I think that adds to our, adds to our anxiety. And I, I my fear is, and this is I, I guess I'm I feel pretty strongly about this, and the more I think about it. Because as the weeks go by here, and maybe months, we don't know, um, if we take that phrase to heart, social distancing, I picture, yeah, I picture anxiety goes up, I picture depression goes up, I picture, all, you name your, name your mental health issue, you know, we're going to feel worse yeah. if we're not connecting. So maybe that's the main thing we want to keep doing is connect with people. And I kind of, in a throwaway, throwaway way... Um, said earlier, keep your sense of humor. But I mean that, like, you know, um, no matter what, let yourself laugh sometimes. Yeah. Take a break from, and, and friggin' put Twitter down. I'm, I will cop to, I'll be, I'll be exhibit A as far as be, becoming a problem on Twitter. On Wednesday night, I went home and I, you probably remember, I was yeah. just looking at Twitter kind of like, what the hell's happening? Because you here? worked till nine at night. You didn't yeah, hear any, anything as it went down. Yeah. So literally, as, as people left here all the way home, I, I was looking <sighs> at my Twitter feed in utter disbelief. Um, so this is something I haven't told you. Uh, I kept waking up that night, and I was so you know how sometimes you get the phantom like phone buzz in your pocket yeah. or something like that. I saw Twitter. And it was like all Whoa. caps, bad news on Twitter, like, you know, horrible things happening. It was had nothing to do with the virus. It had more like just into in your like head the end of the world stuff on Twitter. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, in my head, in my head, in my sleep, when I would wake up, you Whoa. know what I mean? I would wake up for a minute. So I was like, OK, I, I got to take a little bit of a Twitter break here. Um, but I think we can kind of get down the rabbit hole hard. And for those of us who are watchers of the CNN, the Fox, the MSNBC, turn that, shut that down sometimes. Yeah, you know what constant. I mean? Like, yeah. And and don't just Netflix either. You know what I mean? Move. Like, you know, th th this is got to be a new normal. You got to you gotta get some exercise. You got to move around a little bit, you know, and I think being outside is still okay. <laughs> right. I'm hoping, you know, so I think maybe outside would be good. Yeah. Yeah. Did this turn out to be as fun as we thought it was going to be? Um, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I don't know if we thought it was going to be fun. We want to be upbeat and um, just kind of figure this all out together, right? Because... Yeah. Everyone is stunned. And one thing you did, this is not upbeat, but one thing that you mentioned last night, which I think is important and also, you know, kind of brutal, um, is the grief. Like people, graduations are going to be canceled. Yeah. Um, you talked about someone you know who was about to play their very last basketball game as a senior in high school, big game. And they first limited the people in the seats, but they were all outside ready to go. It was a huge game. And then they walked out and said, 
games canceled. The whole team was sobbing. I mean, so there's things that are getting taken away from us. We're all we're going to be okay. We're going to survive this. It's so weird. It's just this disease that's similar to the common cold, but it's stealing our moments. Yeah. And this is not where I thought it was going to go. But just to acknowledge, I think we're all um, un. We're 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 just sort of stunned and 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 uh, in shock and slowly processing things that. Are going that that we're going to miss that we're not going to get to experience and and uh, you know you don't necessarily know yet what you're not going to miss but undoubtedly you're right um, and people have been talking in my office about like you know oh my god I don't think graduation is going to get canceled um, I talked to somebody this week who is concerned like do I get this semester or will I not graduate? I mean, you know, like I've got a job that I'm supposed to start, you know, and and so there's so many unknowns for so many people and there is going to be some, you know, some people are going to be affected directly by the coronavirus, right? And they're going to have to um, find way, make sure they're taken care of medically. Right. Um, and, you know, certainly we we want everybody to be physically safe and survive this and make it through this. Um, and, and uh, oh, sorry. But the rest of us are going to be affected nonetheless, and we're going. So everybody's missing something, right? That 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 matters. Like the rest of the semester, the play I was going to be in, right? You know, or the the, the, the Olympics might get canceled. Yeah. And then now we cannot possibly cover every way that everyone is going to be affected. But you know, we have to acknowledge that people, a lot of people, are going to lose their income. I mean, so many people. My brother deals for the World Series of Poker. Yeah, those events are going to get canceled. Like he so didn't. Doesn't Jeff already know that that's a fact? Or uh, some some tournament got canceled. His next right? tournament got canceled. One series he works. Some international events have already been canceled. His next tournament was just canceled. Um, and all the people that are employed around all the sporting things that are getting canceled. So I guess one thing just generally, you know, try to be cognizant of others around you and how they might be affected negatively and think about how you can help them. And that might help you just psychologically too. Um, And, you know, Heidi, our friend Heidi Stevens wrote in her column about, we're all, and this is just, you know, the U.S. is not going to lose their supply of TP. Yes, I guess people think we might not be able to go out of our houses. I don't know if it's going to come to that, but um, being able to stock up and hoard is is a luxurious thing, and not a lot of people can't afford to do that. They don't have the extra income to. So so just take a beat before you grab all the ramen noodles or all the hand sanitizer or all the TP, you know, we can all, you know, just try to take it down a notch in that regard. You're you're hitting on something that's probably like really critical and might, might be our interesting little silver lining. You know, um, I think, so the inclination is toward panic and scarcity, right? I'm going to grab everything for me because I don't want to miss out or I don't want to get screwed here. Um, Whereas there is an opportunity here at the very least for 
generosity and for some really, really good stories to be written in that Mr. Rogers kind of watch for the heroes kind of yeah. way. Um, so most of you know that, um, for the for example, the NBA, um, their their season is just over, just like that. So they they there was talk of we're going to play to empty stadiums, and then it's over. And LeBron and Kevin Love and Steph Curry and, and, and a few other guys from a few different teams recognized, oh, my God, there's so many people who work in these stadiums and these parking lots selling the vending yeah. and seating and, you know, and tickets and all this stuff. And so one guy after another after another, if you follow it on Twitter, like it's trending, everyone's given 100 grand. Like, you know, every yeah, player, yeah. and I think in the end, virtually every player in the NBA will give 100 grand just to the people who work to support them. You know what I mean? Right. To support them and what they're doing. And um, and we probably all have, just, I'm, I'm, think, I'm looking at the Glennon Doyle book with the, um, the pay it forward note on it. We all have this opportunity to pay it forward and think about everybody who's losing something. Your brother Jeff is losing his gig and, you know, um, and he's going to be out of work for God knows how long, right? And so many people, you're right, are going to be out of work or um, sad about missing out on something. So kindness and generosity as opposed to like hunkering down, you know what I mean? And like hoarding, like think about, think about what the best story is that we can write here. And it has way more to do with connection, kindness, and generosity than it does with social distancing and clinging to the toilet paper that's yours. <laughs> the toilet paper is an Amen. insane analogy for this whole thing. Right? Yeah. That is of all the frigging supplies that we're like like starving for, is toilet paper really on the top of the I know. List? Hand, I mean, the tr- hand sanitizer and toilet paper, that was interesting. I mean, the truth is, you know... You know, I guess you could use washcloths and just wash them out. I mean, it's not like... Oh, I got all sorts of plans for alternative <laughs> toilet paper. I think about this all the time. But no, I don't think you can really end on a better note than that. And and I even, you know, self-disclosure. And it's, I think, the first couple of days you realize, you know, as we're all, this is sinking in, you're thinking, kind of panicking as, you know, how am I going to navigate this? And I said to John, like... Oh my gosh, if I can't go to the Hit Locker, lately I've been, I've really, I've been working out a lot at this place and it's been good for my mental health. Like I really have, that is one. And been, your physical health, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> but it's been very grounding <laughs> for me. And I, but I did say, oh my gosh, if I can't go to the Hit Locker, I'm going to be devastated. And John's like, okay, come on. Like, you know, <laughs> devastated. Devastated. Can, can and we I, I, that I, I get bit? it. Like, that's not dev- in, in, in the light of all of this. And Oh my God, if I can't get to the Hit no, Locker, it is okay. going to ruin me. But anyway, yes, I woke up and said, okay, that's not. So maybe we first think of ourselves and how is this going to affect me? But I, there's no better way to end than to think about how we can lighten everyone else's load and everyone else's mood and not social distance, maybe physical distance and, um, but a little physical distance. You don't need, you don't need yards between you and the next person. No. Um, So yeah, I like that. I do too. I, I can't not tell this last story. I don't know why. Okay. Um, so our, uh, it might've been our last night in Vegas. I think it was, um, we went to a place called Matsumi, I think. Um, which was a Japanese steakhouse. Oh yeah, and uh, 
<laughs> so it's one of those things where you sit down and the guy comes and he cooks for you on the grill right in front of you. So bright. Um, and it was super bright. And Julie really didn't like it. And I somehow loved oh, yeah, you the love food. That I meal. Had, had such a great meal. But um, <laughs> I don't know why I'm inclined to tell this, but there was a couple seated at our table. This this is the weirdest part of it for me is that you're seated with people you don't know. Yeah. Um, but um, they were very nice, and they were there for a um, a conference, a construction conference, constru- construction like, materials conference. Yeah, and um, and they and Julie asked uh, very nicely, like you know, hey, did they uh, th- think about like shutting that down, like you know, canceling that because of the coronavirus? No, but people had the option of not coming, and from some countries, people aren't coming, but we're. We're here and we're going to do it, and you know we're going to exercise precautions. And um, and Julie and George and Lauren and I were just in goofy moods, and because it was like it was a less than optimal dining experience. Yes, for, we were for laughing a, a lot for a less than optimal price point. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. <laughs> and and for some reason, uh, so this couple gets up to leave, and we're like, you know, oh, take care. So nice meeting you. And then um, Julie, kind of like in a moment of. I don't know. I just, still don't know why this was that weird. You just yelled, stay safe. And well, well, well it wasn't that weird, but George laughed so hard. <laughs> and, <laughs> and George and Lauren were cracking up so much. And it was funny. It was not something you would normally say. Let's be you honest. You guys were like spit take funny. You, you, I don't, I still don't get Julie, it. They were gone and you yelled it. You yelled it. Like it was like everybody heard you say, stay safe. Like it was like, it was, and it was this panic thing where you're like, I don't know. You felt like you needed to say another thing or something. No, I didn't. I just meant to stay safe. <laughs> Well, I I think we want you guys to stay safe, stay safe, for God's sake. <laughs> um, serenity now. <laughs> oh my gosh. So to all our listeners, stay safe. <laughs> uh, so yes. Yeah, um, and, and and if you see anybody who seems unsafe on the street, please yell, stay safe to them. <laughs> This is the best we can do for each other at this oh point. My God. This has been better. Unless, do we have anything to add? No. This has been better. Talk soon. Talk soon. Stay safe. Love you, honey. <laughs> Love Stay you. Stay safe. <laughs> oh my God.